0: Hi, welcome to the New Agent Mindset. This is a podcast YouTube channel where we talk all about the best strategies, tools, tips and advice for new real estate agents, whether you just started in the business or whether you are just finishing out doing your education, doing your classes, getting ready to take your test, figuring out what broker you're gonna be with and what have you. This is for you, new real estate agents, hoping to create a community, learn from each other, And this is also a place on the website newagentmindset.com where i'm looking to provide resources specifically for new real estate agents so this episode is going to be all about getting started with lead gen so as a new real estate agent your primary job is to find clients and that's exactly what lead generation or lead gen is and this can be a tricky thing for new agents because it might not be something that you have a lot of experience with. There's an element of kind of salesmanship, quite honestly, um, making sure you portray yourself in the best light, making sure you speak to the clients directly with competent, competence and integrity and convincing them essentially that you're the real estate agent that they ought to do business with. So lead gen is super important. It's, it's the primary thing that you need to do as a new real estate agent. Because until you find and win some clients, you got nothing, just like I said in the blog post. Until you find clients that are willing to work with you, you you aren't getting paid, right? So it's of primary importance for you to really tackle lead gen right away. And another sort of tricky part about it is that there are so many ways to do lead gen. And so today, what we're going to do is I'm going to explain uh, over 10 of them to you. These are more of the traditional type of tried and true. These types of lead gen strategies have been done for a very, very long time. And they're tried and true, which means they have been tried and they've been successful for a large majority of real estate agents. So it's a good place to start. However, in upcoming posts, I am going to talk about changing with the times and trying to find a more modern spin, perhaps, on lead gen. Me personally, I came into real estate right before coronavirus blew up. And so some of these strategies didn't work for me. They're still not going to work for you because as of this recording, we're in the end of August and we're still in these sort of pandemic conditions. Fortunately for me, I was able to find some people who helped me transition to more of a lighthouse strategy, and in some of the upcoming episodes, we're gonna talk about those. But for this episode, let's kinda get your feet wet with the more traditional lead gen strategies. So, here we go. First and foremost, let's talk about sphere of influence. If you're a new real estate agent, Probably your best bet right off the bat is to reach out to your sphere of influence. Your sphere of influence are those people that know, like, and trust you. Typically this is your family and your friends, right? So because your family and your friends hopefully know, like, and trust you. And if they don't, uh, you're in trouble. So this is a great place to start because these you're, you're going to be already be comfortable with these people. These aren't complete strangers that you're going to and saying, hey. Did you know I'm in real estate? Are you or anybody you know looking to buy, sell, invest in real estate? And when you're reaching out to your sphere of influence, that's exactly what you do. You reach out, whether it's calling or sending an email. Maybe an email is a little bit impersonal. I would suggest calling or trying to meet face to face. And you say, hey, you know, get the conversation going. Don't just jump right into it. Bash them over the head with what you want. but uh, once you've established some rapport, caught up a little bit, say, hey, just wanted to remind you, or if you didn't know, I recently got into real estate and really appreciate it if uh, you know, you keep me in mind, whether you need somebody in the future for any real estate needs, or if you know anybody who's looking to buy, sell, invest in real estate, by all means, uh, please you know ask them to reach out, or even better, give me their, their contact information and I'll reach out and um, pursue that lead if you don't mind. Sphere of Influence, that's your go-to lead gen strategy right off the bat. So that's the easy one, quite honestly. I had uh, an interesting situation in that I moved to my city, El Paso, and I didn't really, I didn't know anybody, quite honestly. So I was able, before corona blew up, I was able to get into some groups, I was always into martial arts, so I finally joined a martial arts gym. Met some really fantastic people there, so that that was nice. So I did, and I still continue to make sure that I keep in touch with those folks so they know that if they hear of somebody who needs a real estate agent, hopefully they'll think of me and refer me. Now, you also have to keep in mind that you're new at this. You don't have any experience. So if your sphere of influence is a little cautious about recommending you to their friends, you have to understand that that's that's somewhat reasonable, right? You haven't probably done any transactions. So the likelihood of you potentially making errors or mistakes is a little bit greater. Not really having, knowing the ins and outs of every little thing uh, is, is to be expected, but at the same time, you have to be conscious and mindful of the fact that not everybody, even those people that know, like, and trust you, are going to want to go with you because you're you're still you're fresh at this game. But it's a great place to start, and it's not like you just do it once and then that's it. You need to follow up. Follow up is a huge part of this game. If you don't follow up, you're 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 going to not be top of mind, and that's really what you're trying to do. You're trying to create a situation where you are top of mind for people so that when everyone, anyone thinks real estate agent, they think of you. So, let's go to the next one, door knocking. Now, door knocking right now is problematic. A lot of people, if you go and you knock on someone's door, half of the people are probably gonna be upset and be like, excuse me, what are you doing, there's a global pandemic, I do not appreciate you coming to my front door and exposing me and my family potentially to uh, uh, coronavirus, right? So, you have to be pretty careful with this. Now, there might be some clever ways to do it where you don't offend people as much, but again, you, you you have to use common sense here, and that's gonna be a recurring theme for this podcast and this YouTube channel. Common sense is your friend. If you don't exhibit and practice common sense, you're gonna frustrate a lot of people and that's that's not what you wanna do. In normal times though, door knocking is a gold mine, I think. I have not personally done it yet, but as soon as it's uh, possible, I will. Absolutely. Because I think there's a lot of value. Some of my mentors have done it with absolutely great success and I'm hoping to get them on in future episodes so that they can speak to it. But essentially, door knocking is you choose a target or a geographic farm area, nothing too big, nothing too small, maybe a couple hundred homes or so, and you strategically go through the area. And what most people do is they go up and they try to engage the homeowner in conversation. Typically, saying something like, you know, good evening, how are you? Da, 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 da. My name is John Ping. I'm a real estate agent and I'm scouring your neighborhood right now. Don't use the word scouring. Uh, I'm canvassing your neighborhood right now looking to provide information to you about your neighborhood market. Would you be interested in, you know, how how homes in your area are trending as far as buying, selling, what the going price is, how many days on market? On average they tend to be on market, so that, that can be a great way to, to get the ball rolling for you because you, you're, you're, your win strategy might be, let's say, one out of every 20, but if that one out of 20 nets you, say, a $5,000 commission, then you can do the math, break it up, it took you two hours to do 20, do the math and figure out so that even when you're getting those no's, You know that, well, one of these is going to pay off and I'm going to get paid. This is worth it. Just keep at it. And it's great practice just for you getting your uh, social skills up to snuff as you're getting going. See what people are interested in. Start hearing the objections and seeing if you can, you know, offset them or speak to the objections. So great practice, great strategy, tricky time in the world right now to be doing it. Let's go on to the next one. For sale by owner, some people call them FISBOs. This is, you've seen people who have signs in their yard, for sale by owner. These people, for whatever reason, have decided not to go with a traditional real estate agent. Either they had a bad experience with an agent or they want to save the money and not pay that 6% commission, right? Keep that money for themselves. And in certain markets, it can work great, on certain properties, it might work out great. When I sold my home in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, actually my wife and I we did we sold it ourselves. I wasn't a real estate agent at all then. We just put the home up on the internet, but it was a it was a it was a nice house in a very um, desirable location. So we were able to sell it and save ourselves a little bit of money. But the strategy here for real estate agents is to contact these people and say you know, basically try to sell yourself. Try to say, look, uh, try to figure out what their motivation is for trying to sell it themselves. Offer them whatever it is that you think you can bring to the table, whether it's marketing, hustle, hard work, what have you. Maybe you have some buyers already in mind, but the idea is to try to convince these home sellers to hire you as the seller's agent. So certainly an option, plenty of people do it. Um, Plenty of people do it, which means there will be a little more competition perhaps out there as well as that goes into our next one, expired listings. This is the same type of situation a lot of times where a seller tried to sell with an agent, but for whatever reason it didn't sell. A lot of times I would speculate that that reason that it didn't sell is because the agent didn't price it right or the agent didn't stand up to the seller and say, that your asking price is unreasonable. So, but an expired listing still is a seller who wanted or still wants to sell their home. So if you can reach out to them and convince them that you are different from their other agents, tell them what you bring to the table, whether it's again, marketing or hard work, you might have a chance at convincing them to give it a shot with you. So that is definitely a strategy you can try. Past clients, this one's tough if you're a new real estate agent because we don't have a lot of past clients. Depending on the broker that you get with, there's a chance that you might be able to convince other realtors in your brokerage to let you call their past clients. Maybe they aren't working their past clients or they don't have time or maybe they work out some kind of deal with you where you know you split uh, some of the commission or something, make sure you follow everything you know by as far as legal stuff goes with all of that, clear it with the broker first, but that's a great option and that's kind of similar to the sphere of influence. You call them up, you, you know, introduce yourself, tell them, you know, ask them, hey, I know that you bought a home with so-and-so seven years ago, I just wanted to check in and see how it's going, see if you can feel them out a little bit because most people, they say have a tendency to switch homes or move within about 10 years or so. So you might stumble upon some past clients who are either looking to upgrade, downsize, or they know somebody who happens to uh, you know want to buy or sell a home. Maybe somebody in their family is ready to buy their first home. Who knows? You never know uh, until you try. So that one's not too bad. Apartments, this one I have not tried. Again, this is a um, I'm not going to speak to to this a great deal because, again, I don't have any experience with it so I don't want to mislead anybody, but there's certainly the case to be made for people that are renting apartments that they're throwing their money away, right? They're not not getting any equity with their money. They're giving their money to the landlord and then that money, uh, you know, that's gone. Whereas we know if you buy a home, you're developing equity, you're making your credit that much stronger. Um, Plus, you have your own home that you can do what you want with. Chances are most real estate will appreciate, so you'll get your money back and maybe, maybe a little bit more as well. So you can try to target those folks that are living in apartments to see if they might be open to the idea of rethinking renting and consider buying. So great option there. Corporations. Many corporations bring in workers, employees from out of state, out of town, what have you, out of the country, and they might have, some of them, especially larger corporations, have people on staff whose job it is to help those new employees coming to your city find housing, right? So if you can figure out who those people are, create a relationship with them, you could potentially be the agent who gets handed off these free leads almost, right? That'd be a pretty great gig. We've got a, a an Amazon distribution center coming to El Paso and immediately they say they're going to employ 700 people. Now, hopefully, the majority of those 700 people are going to be local citizens, which is going to be great for our economy and our job market. But inevitably, some of those people will be from out of town, this is a um, very coincidental but I just spoke with somebody who is moving from Spokane, Washington. She works uh, in finance but she can work from home. Her husband is currently unfortunately on disability. He was injured but he works for Amazon. They're moving to El Paso for a number of reasons but their intention is that he'll work at this new Amazon as soon as he's off disability and healed. So Like I said, that that can be a real goldmine if you can start to cater to corporations when they're bringing new people in. Because when new people come in, of course, they need some place to live. And you could be that person that helps them find that dream home in your city. So that's a nice one. That one I have not tried yet, but trust me. I'm scheming in my head to try to figure out how to get a hold of who I need to get a hold of at this new Amazon so that I can be that person that potentially gets some of that business. Builders. New home builders. A lot of new home builders they have their own listing specialists they call them and they handle basically they're the listing agent for all the new construction that's uh, done by that builder. If you can get it and maybe you have an in, maybe you know somebody or you can, you're really good at socializing and meeting people and you can work your way into a builder's sphere of influence, that can be a gold mine as well because those are new homes. Tons of people love new homes. Who doesn't love getting a new house with new everything in it? So sometimes they can be a little bit easier to sell than the resale homes that we typically are trying to push. So if you can become a listing agent for a builder, that can be fantastic. Now, is a builder going to be jumping up and down to employ you, a new real estate agent who hasn't done any business and basically has no experience? Maybe not, but it's worth a shot and you never know. You might hit that builder or that representative at just the right time and voila, you're the person who just kind of falls right into something great. Booths or kiosks. Again, with Corona happening, this isn't happening as much, but a lot of cities think Chamber of Commerce, think um, festivals, think uh, conference centers, right? A lot of cities have events going on and sometimes for free, lots of times for paid, you can have your own little booth or kiosk set up this would basically be just you with your little table, maybe a little tent thing or, or whatever it is going to have to have some marketing materials there, at least business cards, if not like a nice little sign or banner to hang over your table or what have you. But this could be an opportunity for you to get in front of a lot of people, you know, kind of network, socialize. Hey, I'm a real estate agent and just try to talk to as many people as humanly possible to see if you can't, stir up some business, find some buyers, some sellers or some investors. So that one um, could be great. Like I said, that game is a little bit slowed down just because of our current health pandemic situation. Next one, client parties. This one is kind of like past clients and how are you gonna have a party for your past clients if you don't have any past clients? It's gonna be tricky, but it's something to keep in mind so that maybe you know once you do have a couple of clients, you don't wanna just, Let's say you find a buyer, you help them buy their home, you get the commission, and then you're just like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, and you never talk to them again. That would be absolutely ridiculous. If if that's what you're going to do, you you might as well give it up right now because that is insane. You spent all this time working with this client, developing a relationship, you put in all this time and energy, and that relationship that you have with this person, this past client, is going to pay off down the line if you maintain the relationship. And hosting events, parties, things like that are are a great great way to stay top of mind, right? So here in El Paso, we have a a top top golf. And um, when I was working with Keller Williams, I remember one of the agents talking about how he was going to have a top golf event for past clients, and if you have the money to do that, that sounds like a great idea because again, you're going to get in front of people that you already have a relationship with. You're going to have fun. You're going to have a beer. You're going to hit some golf balls. You're going to catch up, right? How are the kids? How's that house working out for you? Oh, you painted the living room, right? And those are going to be great opportunities to potentially drum up more business. Again, right now, maybe not so much. Networking events. Networking events, like think Facebook groups, think Meetup. Most mid, even small cities, um, most cities have networking events because everybody in business wants to know other people who are in business and that's what keeps the ship a going right everybody um if everybody if somebody knows that you're a real estate agent you know that so and so is in finance you know you can create relationships that are hopefully win win and people like recommending people that they know to other people so if somebody comes up to me and says hey do you know who's a good who knows how to do web development uh i have this idea i want to i want to make an app that you know overlays clothes on a horse or whatever it is, right? It's way more fun if I can be like, oh, you know what? I do know this guy. I met him, da 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 da, da. And you know what? Here's his card or I've got his number in my phone. It's, it's nice. Everybody likes to recommend other people. So networking events can be a fantastic way to, to get more business and to at least put yourself out there and to broaden your sphere of influence, right? Couple more here. Community events. This is. These can be fantastic. It could require a little bit of upfront money because this maybe involves you spending a little bit of money to sponsor the, you know, food truck festival or showing up to at least, say, a minor league baseball game. Maybe even spending a couple of bucks to get your name in the, uh, the little bulletin or something. Man, this is sounding old school and traditional, like I said. So, but community events are great because let's take the, um, the sports event. Tons of people are there, especially if you're into sports, you're going to connect with those people that are going to those events anyway. So if you start to be a regular fixture at certain community events, people are going to get to know you. Inevitably, they're going to know that you're a real estate agent because you're going to casually tell them and make sure that they remember it. So community events can be a great way, again, to meet more people. Two more for you, teaching speaking opportunities sometimes you can find opportunities let's say at a library or a meetup group like here in el paso we have an investors meetup group so you could contact the um, group leader and say hey i'm a real estate agent could uh, i come in and talk to you guys about the contract or things the you know top five things to avoid when you're negotiating a contract or whatever it is you just did all of this studying of real estate you know more than 95 percent, or more than of everybody about real estate so knowledge is important knowledge is power as they say so you can find opportunities where you can go and talk to people and share that knowledge with them it's free advertising for you. It's great for group leaders because group people who are in charge of groups, they're always looking for people to fill time and fill space for their events. So this can be a great one, I think. Last but not least, and a fantastic one, volunteer work. Showing yourself to be a stand-up person in the community is a fantastic way to get to be known, liked, and trusted, right? So let's say that I go and volunteer at a food bank. I'm going to get to know the people who also volunteer there and they're going to see me as, oh man, this is a great guy. He's always here. He's always helping, and I'm going to genuinely do it because I want to help people, right? If you could care less about feeding you know, the homeless, then you shouldn't go there because chances are people are going to be like, ah, this is weird. Is this guy here just to like try to sell me real estate? You don't want to be that person, but if you are a kind human being who has a uh, a fondness for, or just a willingness to be helpful and basically do your part in the community, then this is gonna work well for you because people are gonna be attracted to that energy, they're gonna to get to know you, and really, this boils down to what lead gen is, putting yourself in front of others so that they get to know you. You are looking to expand your sphere of influence, the people who know, like, and trust you this is uh plenty of ways plenty of opportunities uh plenty of strategies to start out with and that's what i would encourage you to do you're not going to try to do every single one of these strategies that's ridiculous this goes back to this idea of you know trying to do everything and you end up doing it all kind of half ass you're not going to get good at it you're not going to get enough experience or practice at it Doesn't make any sense. Rather, what you want to do is you want to pick a couple that resonate with you. Some of these rely on the phone, some of them rely more on face to face. So, if you absolutely hate talking on the phone, then you probably shouldn't get in the game of calling expired listings or calling for sale by owners, right? And when you do try to reach out to your sphere of influence, Maybe try to meet those people face-to-face. I personally am not, a, am not a big fan of the phone, and I'm a Gen Xer. Trust me, the millennials, they're, they, they don't, I don't think they're all that into talking on the phone. I could be wrong, but uh, I don't think I am. So, that's why these traditional strategies, I think, work well when you're first starting, but that's why I'm really excited, though, to talk to you about some more modern strategies social media, uh, essentially, right? Because this is a way that modern people are, are communicating. But anyway, back to this. Decide what it is you're good at. I think I'm relatively good at face-to-face. I genuinely like people. I, If you've listened to the episode two and episode four, those are audio podcast episodes only, but those are typically lessons where I basically give you the cliff notes to some really fantastic books. Right now we're working through Og Mondino's The Greatest Salesman in the World. Episode two, the first mindset lesson was form good habits. You can imagine how that applies to being useful for a real estate agent. Episode four that I just did was about essentially coming at people with love in your heart and not love in the creepy um, way, but love in the you know, great interest in and pleasure of somebody else being happy and doing well and, you know, being successful. So I'm pretty good, I feel, at face to face because I've, as a teacher, I've already implemented and practiced these mindset strategies a lot. I think I've established, I have an established set of attitudes that I think does well in front of people and I genuinely like people. I can look people in the eye, I can be engaged, I can listen, and you know, I can I can roll with a lot of different types of people and adapt to the energy that's that's required. So for me, face-to-face is better. So that's what I would do potentially if I could more. Networking events, community events, client parties. Getting together at, you know, like I did, going to a martial arts gym and just introducing and trying to integrate into a community of people. So you have to decide what it is you're best at, right? So you're going to do two, three maybe of these would be my suggestion. I would think that virtually everybody needs to do sphere of influence. That makes most sense. That's probably the first thing you're gonna do. It's great practice. Like I said, these people are already comfortable with you. They already know, like, and trust you, hopefully. So that sphere of influence is a great place to start. After that, you know, try a couple out. Uh, it's like a hat. Put it on, see how it looks, see how it fits. If it doesn't work, you can try something else. Don't just try it once or twice though, right? right? This is something that you're gonna need to try a handful of times you know, let's say a couple of weeks or a month or so, so that you can really get better at it. Because the more you do something, let's say you're doing door knocking, the first house you door knock on, yeah, it's probably gonna be a mess, right? But the hundredth house that you you door knock on, it's probably gonna be significantly better. So you have to give yourself the opportunity to get better at these things, but do yourself a favor and choose the ones that is going to resonate with you more. So that's it for kind of getting started with lead gen in the traditional tried and true kind of way. I hope that sheds some light on those different strategies for you. By all means, if you are interested, check out the website, sign up. I've got a resource hub there that's going right now. Mostly it says, tell me what you need. And I honestly believe that. That's also why I started a Facebook group, New Agent Mindset because I want to develop and nurture a community of new real estate agents to help you find success. It's a tough business. It's a tough business to get into right now. This is summer of 2020, so why not help each other out? I'm trying to give you value. Tell me what it is you need, and I'm going to give that value, that resource, whatever it is, to you. So. Thanks so much for taking the opportunity to watch, to listen. If you are finding value here on the YouTube channel, please consider subscribing. Tap the notification bells and you'll get notified when I drop new videos, which is weekly. The audio podcast, I also drop weekly, so there's two episodes coming out a week. Uh, I'm really excited because having been a teacher, uh, I wanna share what I can and I wanna help. And if I can educate or just help you in any way, and by, the, by all means, you're going to help me too, right? We're all going to learn from each other. That's the beauty of uh, a community of people that have a like, uh, similar interest. So thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.